Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Welcome into the Ball Blast Podcast. I am your host, Kate. And I'm Michelle. And you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And you can follow me at BallBlastEm. BallBlastEm. E-M. E-M. You can follow the brand Ball Blast Football at BallBlastFB. I'm just that is- staring at you like, what did you just do? <laughs> I'm singing. I feel like we just connected eyes for a very long time, and I feel like you can hear Feel me hating your soul. It's kind of like The Office. How are the, there's just those moments where everything stops because they want you to feel the tension. I hope that's what you all just experienced. Um, yeah, we have an exciting Thursday night football matchup. So pumped. I feel adrenaline. Oh, by the time you guys listen to this, you'll already know what happened in the game. <gasps> So we have the Seahawks and the Cardinals facing off tonight. Going to be such you know a great... Do it really, really sucks? Because what? all I want to do is enjoy this game. I want it to be high scoring. You know, it's more fun to watch high scoring games. I looked at all my matchups this week, and I am going against either Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson in like 95% of my leagues. And even worse than that, they all have a connection. They all have either DeAndre Hopkins to connect with Murray with or DK Metcalf or Christian Kirk. I am just like, no matter what happens tonight, unless it's just the most boring game of all time, I'm pretty much screwed for Sunday. So you know what that means? What? Just enjoy the game. I know. I think I'm going to. I have a ton of DK Metcalf, but I am, like, it's so weird. In the leagues, I don't actually have him. I'm facing him. Like, that's not cool. That's not cool. But you know what? That's fine. So many playoff implications to go through for week 11. Uh, Just a lot on the line this week. A lot of people... Uh, have the opportunity to maybe clench their their fantasy playoffs. It's just two weeks away, three weeks away. It's three weeks away. So Oof. if you're listening, hopefully you still have a mathematical chance to make the playoffs. It's only three weeks away. I actually got kicked out of one. I was so sad. Oh, that's so sad. sad. Uh, it, it was one I knew I was never going to make in the beginning of the year. I know, but when it dynasty. mathematically happens, it hurts. It, it very much hurts it does um everybody please be sure to check out ballblastfootball.com we have weekly rankings so many articles that you are going to want to vomit because they're so good so so much want to vomit because they're so good yes because they will need to expunge uh all of that that energy that they no longer have to waste Mm, making roster let's get to the news and notes there buddy Breaking news. Breaking news. All aboard. Wow. Extra. I was going to say. Extra, extra. <laughs> I was going to say you're not doing your extra, extra. Read all about it I feel over people, on ballblastfootball.com. I feel like people just expect it now. Well, I've I got to talk like this, ain't I? Uh, isn't it? You know who I feel like would have the accent, but he doesn't? It's Drew Brees. He looks like he could. <gasps> he looks so British. Yeah, he really does. Oh, my God. Speaking I of him. Tea with him. <laughs> okay. Speaking of him, he has multiple broken ribs uh, and a collapsed lung. Wow, you really just dove right into it. Hopefully, 
Uh, he's doing okay. I cannot believe he even played at all after that. That's yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, stayed on the sideline for the for the duration of the game with a collapsed lung. Uh, I would just, be like, bye, guys. Bye. Going yeah, to the I'm going to go get my lung reinflated. I'm going to go cry. Yeah, uh, but he hung out there with his helmet on. Uh, Drew Brees came in, or Drew Brees left. Jameis Winston came in, although Sean Payton is declining to name a starter. It's Jameis Winston, it's and if Jameis. it's not, I'm going to lose my mind because I'm so excited to start Jameis Winston. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. Drew Brees, the expected timetable uh, right now is at least two weeks. It's really all they gave us. I would think it'd be a little bit more than that. They didn't put him on IR, which means he would miss three games. So maybe he will only miss two games. I think my biggest concern, so the the multiple rib fractures, uh, that's more of a, a pain tolerance issue. Like the collapse lung, that's an oxygenation issue. But didn't Deshaun Watson play with that all, like for a big chunk of uh, last year? He, he played for a little bit, but it's it's not like he had to ride a. I think it was like a ten hour bus ride yeah, because you can't train. you can't fly under those conditions. Um, I I just think like Drew Brees, he is uh, forty years old. Let's not yeah, forget that Deshaun Watson, Watson is uh, much younger. He is a spring chicken compared to Drew Brees and. Like, it's not just a couple of broken ribs. It's on both sides. So it's not like you can maybe pad one side. You would think, I think it all comes down to how well Jameis Winston plays. I think that's what's going to determine when Drew Brees comes back. If Winston is playing well enough to win games for you, there's no reason to rush Brees back. You only have him really probably for the rest of this year. Who knows if he comes back next year. This is your one shot. Get him fully healthy for the playoffs. One shot. As long as Winston is still winning games and not destroying your record, which I do think he will. One opportunity. Another player that was not placed on IR, but he's missed quite a while now. And I did, before I say his name, I just want to get your opinion, right? Because people are having a meltdown that this guy's not playing. Like, it's just destroying their fantasy team that he's not playing. Um, if you missed a guy that scored 5 points, 10 points, 7 points, 12 points, and 13 points... Um, in five of his six games, would that destroy your team if he missed? Games? I actually don't know who you're referring to. Is it Joe Mixon? It's Joe Mixon. Okay. He's gone, and people are acting like, oh, God, my fantasy team stinks because he's gone. It's like, dude, he had one good game. Your fantasy sunk with him. <laughs> like, the, he actually ruined your fantasy team. If he's not playing and you get to play Kalen Balage instead of him, guess what? You're doing better. So good job, guys. You don't want him back. Anyways, he's still and going to And you have uh, officially been listening to the Ball Blast Podcast, a proud sponsor of the Hating Joe Mixon <laughs> Network. We are in the anti-Joe Mixon fan club. Anyways, the players you've been playing instead of Joe Mixon have been better than what he was doing. Yeah. It's gross, but yeah. He missed the last two practices again. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect him to play. Now, of course, we're rooting for him to be healthy. I'm rooting for him to play. I'm just... Like, I guess I'm just questioning why people are freaking out that he's not playing. Um, it's name. It's it's, it's all name. name. Yep. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, T. Higgins, also from the Bengals, did not practice on Thursday, but it's due to an illness. He, sh- I, I'm guessing he should be fine unless it is COVID related, which right now nothing is saying that. But anything yeah. can change. Also, uh, C. E. H. did not practice with an illness. That's Clyde Edwards Elair. Oh, that's annoying. Sorry. <laughs> Elair. 
hopefully they're just normal colds. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you have to be very safe if someone has cold-like or flu-like symptoms. Hopefully they'll be back for practice tomorrow. But keep an eye on those two. T. Higgins is someone I very, very much want to play this week. Hoping he is fully healthy. DeAndre Swift, super random, uh, did not practice on Thursday with a concussion. Well, he's in concussion protocol. I guess we don't really know if he has a concussion. But this popped up on Thursday. And I I don't think anyone really knows what's going on. Did it happen in practice? Did it happen in the game? And then he practiced on Wednesday without anyone knowing? Like, what's going on? Yeah, he did practice on Wednesday. So that's sort of, it's an interesting bit to to note. But this late in the week... um, to not be practicing, to be in concussion protocol, not great. I know. I do think for some reason that he's going to be okay in play. But if he did receive the concussion, suffer the concussion on Wednesday in practice or Thursday in practice, like, he's not going to play. He is my fire play of the week. If you go and read my fire and ice article on ballblastfootball.com, I'm very excited to play DeAndre Swift if I have him against the Panthers. Hopefully he plays because Adrian Peterson's just not someone I want to promote or play. Like, no. He's just not fun. No. He's but too- you know what? If you don't, like if, if DeAndre Swift is out this week and you do not play Adrian Peterson. Peterson will score more be, than Joe yeah, Mixon ever would. Yeah, you're going to be so oh. angry. You are going to be so angry. But that is okay. Uh Adrian Peterson just not the same running back that he used to be. We can we can acknowledge that. It's so weird. Adrian Peterson used to be the fun electric one that everyone wanted to have on their rosters because it's just so different now. Uh, so some players really stay. I mean, it's not too long for them. They're making money. They're doing well. Uh, they're still good football players, but it's like fantasy players are like, Ugh, get out of here. Uh, Alvin Kamara. And they say this is a heartless game. (laughs) Alvin Kamara did not practice on Thursday either with a foot injury. Now, I felt like this happened a couple weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it did, and he played. He was He's been on the injury report. Um, He sort of described his previous missed practices as... Um, like more like maintenance type stub toe stubbed he yeah he said it's kind of like a stub toe uh he's been fine he's, he's been going fine. to play he'll be fine my question is are you concerned at all because now this is two consecutive mispractices you have to watch tomorrow and by the time you're listening to this we may already know or you might already know if you practice tomorrow he but is he's a guy that i like shouldn't need much practice to he Make can go in no practice. Yeah. He, he's I'm not be... worried about him yet. Uh, obviously, if he doesn't practice tomorrow, which is Friday, I would start getting very concerned. Devontae Adams did not practice uh, on Thursday. What is concerning is he got in a limited practice on Wednesday and then was downgraded to did not practice on Thursday. Yeah. He was asked if he was going to play, and he said, I think so, but that doesn't really mean anything. He's just being a grump from the last time. That he got hurt and they wouldn't let him and, play. And the issue is, so he had this injury um, last week. He exited the game. He sort of sat around on the sidelines a little bit, walked up and down. But he returned back. Uh, you know, I one thing that I've taken away from our injury podcast from Mr. Matthew Betts at the Fantasy PT on Twitter, our injury specialist, Um, A lot of his concerns, you know, when we see a player return back to the active lineup 
and then, you know, maybe they start missing practices is that uh, there's swelling there that maybe wasn't there initially right after the injury, but sort of accumulates over time, um, at, you know, sort of as you get more rest with that injury. So I wonder if maybe that's some of what he's dealing with. Not great, but again, it, you just have to watch the practice reports because he's not a guy that if necessarily he doesn't practice, needs reps. But if he doesn't practice tomorrow, I don't feel good about him playing. He needs to get into practice tomorrow because it does seem like the coaching staff isn't going to push him if he's not ready. We saw that with the last injury. Dude can't stay healthy, though. There comes a point where if we're going to call guys like Will Fuller and James Conner and those type of players injury-prone, Devontae Adams has to start... Share, he gets share hurt the love. every yeah. year as well um, and misses games. And so does Joe Mixon, by the way. Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> unlikely to play. Uh, so we get to watch XFL star PJ Walker. They actually didn't name their starter yet. It could still be Will Greer. Ooh. I hope they start PJ Walker just for the entertainment. Yep. Uh, but that I think that hurts. Your Robbie Anderson shares, DJ Moore. I do Moore. think it could be an upgrade for Curtis Samuel, though, who's been used as the gadget guy. Yeah, for sure. I still don't, like, want to go play him, but if I need to. Yeah, um, I'm not, like, I'm not... Everyone finally trusted him last week, and then he had eight receiving yards, so... Yeah. Not great. And then you already brought up CAH didn't practice, so that's all of our notes today. It's getting a little bit shorter, but I feel like these were like big names. Which they were all big names. Uh, some names to watch on the potential return. Calvin Ridley uh, could be returning after the bye from uh, his foot injury. Um, anybody else that we need to keep an eye on heading into this week? Yeah. Alan Lazard may play, so definitely keep his name in mind for your DFS lineups or uh, for your sleepers in yeah. case Devontae Adam misses. It's not a great matchup, and honestly... Like I, I probably wouldn't start Lazard, even if Adams misses. We're all starting your Aaron Rodgers and your Aaron Jones and your Devontae Adams if he plays only because of how talented and great they are. The Colts are shutting down quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Uh, you're, but like I said, you're not sitting those three guys. You just have to hope for the best, and they're talented enough to overcome that matchup. But Alan Lazard's not someone I'm plugging into a matchup like Nine. that. Let's get into our scrumptious starts of the week. We'll talk on some sleepers, and then we'll get into our big busts. I like big busts, and I I cannot lie. (laughs) So meaty. What's not to like? Custard? Good. Jam? Good. Meat? Good. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Michelle, tell me the best way to start your fantasy week. You know, it's someone that I believe should be in your lineup every single week. You shouldn't touch him unless he's out with an injury or a bye week. And he just stays there. He's set. He has a new home. Yeah, he does. In your wide receiver two spot. Wow. T. Higgins. Welcome home, T. Rookie wide receiver, T. Higgins. Now, this week it's not the easiest of matchups. It's against Washington. I mean... It's not one that you absolutely must avoid, like the Colts. But it's not the easiest. I don't care. Like, I want to play T. Higgins each and every week. The last uh, four weeks. And we have to remember he's a rookie. Like, it could take some time for rookies to get involved, and I think that's what happened here. But still, in week three, he had 19 points. Week four, 11 points. So it's not like he wasn't doing anything. 
But the last four weeks, 16 points, 16 points, 12 points, 19 points. And this is in half PPR. He's not this massive boom player, right? Like he's not your Justin Jefferson that can score you 30 points. But also with Justin Jefferson, you get those three-point weeks. I think with T. Higgins, he's someone just highly consistent. Rarely find that from a rookie. And he, like, but it's not even, like, consistent, like, oh, he gets me 10 points. It's like, no, he's getting me 15, upwards of 20 points a game. I'm going to keep that in my lineup every single week. We just saw him really beat up on the Steelers' secondary. It seemed to be, you know, the only guy that could get open and be reliable for Joe Burrow. He never felt like anyone was on him. And every single time I saw him, I was like, is that a tight end? Is that a tight Like, he just looks so big out there. He does look very large. And his hands are so smooth. He looks large and in charge of opposing defenses. He really does. I'm very excited for his future. And I think he's a guy, even in his rookie season, he should stay in your lineup every single week. I love it. My scrumptious start of the week. I promise this is not a homer pick. I'm rolling with Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has seen 10 targets in five out of six games that he has played 70% or more of offensive snaps. That's wild. That's absolutely bonkers. The games where he did not achieve that threshold of 10 targets, uh, you know why? It was because he wasn't on the field. Yeah, there were so many of those games where it felt like he would start and then get injured and you played him and he scored zero points for you. I think that might be the only reason why people are hesitant about playing Deontay Johnson is because what he did in the beginning of the year with all those injuries. I'm always confused when people ask me, should I start Deontay Johnson? It's like, he's a must start at this point. Who else is better? Especially in PPR leagues. Like he's an absolute must start in PPR formats. And this week they get Jacksonville who literally lead the league in yards after the catch allowed among any NFL defense over the last four weeks, they are allowing 8.96 yards after the catch per reception. There are only six offenses to allow more than five yards after the catch per reception. Jacksonville is bad. And Ben's number one guy is Deontay, I think. Yes, he's going to juju in big situations. I think he's trusting all three wide receivers. Like He's spreading the ball. He's not... Uh, he's he is actually hyper targeting Deontay, but yeah. hey, we've always said he's AB light uh, in talent, not not situation. Um, Hopefully, I, I do think that he's such a safe play, but his ceiling's very high. Uh, he's clearly liked in the end zone. You plug him in every week; he's a must play. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get injured, which is something we've had to worry about this year. It felt like, but I, I do think he's fully healthy now. And you just keep them right in that lineup. Yeah, love it. Uh, My guy is someone you probably might be your last week. You can use him. But Kalen Balazs, I mean, he is a starter this week. I can't imagine your running back options where you're like, nah, I don't even need to consider Kalen Balazs. And, you know, smaller leagues, 10, 18, maybe not. But if you're in a 12-team league, with all the injuries going on, the bye weeks, you probably need a running back too or a flex play. And I think Kalen Balazs is a good option. He's going against the Jets this week. They're giving up the seventh most fantasy points to the running back position. 
head coach for the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, came out and said, you know, Balazs is our dude. He's our, he's our guy, and we're going to feed him. I'm guessing he means until Austin Eckler comes back, which yes. is expected next week. Maybe Balazs will still get some work. with. I mean, they were feeding Josh Kelly as well when Eckler was there, but Joshua Kelly has proved that he's not a good running back, at least Whoops. so far in his career. Yeah. Still I'm- very young. But Kalen Balazs, the last two weeks, getting the majority of the work, like a, a pretty decent workload, 15 carries, 18 carries, 69 rushing yards, 68 rushing yards. He had over 100 total yards last week. Uh, he's getting receptions because even though he can't, he's not known to be a ball catcher, right? Like we saw him with the Jets uh, and we saw him duck. Remember that play, that famous play <laughs> where he was targeted and he just ducked when the ball came at him six or sorry five receptions for 34 yards nothing crazy but like I said he hit over that 100 yard mark he scored in the game before that he's getting the touches he has a good matchup I think you can 100% play him love it I'm gonna give an honorable mention this week to tight end TJ Hawkinson uh he has been fantastic this year um, has had a really nice ceiling. He's been utilized uh, in the red zone. He has been catching touchdowns, uh, averaging just 40 yards per game, but they get the Carolina Panthers this week uh, who they've been giving up so much to the tight end. Uh, they've given up the most receptions, most receiving yards, and the second most touchdowns to tight ends over the last four weeks. Love TJ Hawkinson this week. I think if you have him, he is a must-play uh, we're looking at a depleted wide receiver core. You don't have Kenny Galladay. Uh, he got in a limited session on Wednesday. Uh, I do not believe he practiced on Thursday. And then you have Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola, who did not practice. So uh, you've got DeAndre Swift, who did not practice. They need to throw the ball to somebody. TJ Hawkinson could have a massive, massive week in PPR formats. I agree with you. I also like to live dangerously. I am very, very sneaky, sir. Sneaky starts and sleepers. So many S's. I'm going to say it. Your first one is a little sketchy. Okay. Um, we might have to make a white claw bet on this one. Like oh. we're, going, we're going to have to find a, a threshold uh, for him. Okay. I think that's fine. Should you talk about him first and then we'll figure out a good bet? Yes. Um, my sneaky start is Sammy Watkins. Why? Hey, he's back. Uh, he is practicing in full after that hamstring injury. Uh, sounds like he is good to go versus the Raiders this week. Uh, the The Chiefs have a, a statement to make, right? They got beat oh, yeah. by the Raiders. I think they are going to come out. Mm, I think they're going to like stomp them. yeah what is the opposite of balling or being crushed is it balling out i don't know because i but think patrick mahomes is going to absolutely dominate this game i, I think, think the that, defense is going to just swarm cars like i'm totally with you on this game plan and you know obviously everyone's game plan is to do this but how we think the game is going to play out I totally agree with you I just don't agree on Sammy Watkins doing well, anything. okay so listen to my reasoning so okay. I mean we we saw Sammy Watkins actually get a nice target share to start the season started the fourth first four games of the year nine targets three targets okay okay eight targets seven targets that's a decent target share 
and you have the best quarterback in football throwing him the ball. Um, I just think this is going to be a statement game. And look at the fact that Nicole Hardman, he is uh, he has COVID-19. Um, he was placed on the list November 11th. Is he not off right now? He is not off um, mm. November 11th. So if he tested positive, uh, I believe that would take him, if that was the first day that he tested positive, uh, I think that would take him till November 25th. So I I haven't seen much about him not being active, but um, just keep an eye on that. I think it's worth noting because I do think that uh, if if Nicole Hardman's out, I think Sammy Watkins is a great play. We saw some really nice connection from him at the end of last season into the beginning of this season with Patrick Mahomes. All right. What's the threshold? Uh, I do think we need to make it. What would your yardage be? Uh, 60? I, that was the number I had in my head. So okay. I think that's fair. 60 yards, uh, under 60 yards. Four for 60. Well, we're not going to do receptions, too. That's okay, too difficult. Okay. Just receiving yards. You don't even need the touchdown. We're just doing receiving yards. If it's under 60, uh, you have to chug a white claw. If it's 60 or over, I'll even give you 60, then I have to chug it. Oh, that's going to be... What flavor do you want? Mm, raspberry. Okay. Strawberry. What one is the white claw? That is raspberry. So, all right. I'll get you a raspberry white claw. You're going to need it. Nice. All right. Sounds... Yeah, that sounds fun, and Sammy Watkins sucks, so I have nothing to worry about. My guy is someone that also sucks. <laughs> Rashad Perriman. Oh, Lord, should we do a Perriman versus Sammy Watkins uh, bet oh, instead? Oh, but I like Perriman this week. You actually always love Perriman. You have a weird thing for him. Joe Flacco didn't use his shiny uh, young weapon in Baltimore. He was the first-round pick Wide receiver, you know, he could have used him. They could have been so great together. They could have had a thing. In Baltimore, Perriman and Flacco just was not a thing. It did not work out. Perriman flamed out there, uh, was a busted first-round pick. Now they're back together in New York, and now he's Flacco's dude. (laughs) He's he's his go-to guy. And they look good together. You know what's nice about Flacco? They're cute together. He will actually throw the ball. Further than 15, 20 yards on the field. Yeah. Unlike Darnold. And I think that's a good thing for these wide receivers. Not so much Crowder, right? We, we see Crowder's targets going down because Darnold was like, oh, you're three yards away. I'm going to just throw it to you real quick because that's all I know how to do. Yeah. And with he's Flacco, like, hey, he's if like, I throw this to you, I don't have to make any more reads. Yeah. So that's what we're I'm just going with. to you. Three yards, do your thing. Uh, thank you for averaging seven yards a catch. Now, we're, we're making fun a little bit. I actually don't. Um, I don't hate Darnold all that much, but I do think Flacco is much better for the wide receiver position, uh, and their fantasy options specifically for Perriman and Mims. Now Mims is still young. He missed so many games to that hamstring injury. This is his first season. He saw what eight targets last week. Yeah. 60 yards. He had a, a fantastic game. He looked really good. Um, but I do think, like, Brashad Perryman was the clear guy there. Yep. Um, he returned from injury last week. I uh, thought he might be limited or, or something like that. But uh, he's actually ranking top 12 in fantasy points per touch uh, over the last four weeks among wide receivers. Wow. Um, which, 
that's impressive. That's, that's well, great. he hasn't touched it too much compared to the other one, so it might be a little skewed. But Might be a little skewed, but hey. This week he gets the Chargers, who are giving up plenty of points to the wide receiver position. I actually, I'm fine with playing Flacco if I really, 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 really need someone. Let's make that clear. Uh, but if I you really need somebody or just really, 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 uh, but I am cool with playing Perriman in your flex. There's plenty of buys, plenty of injuries. I think Perriman has a pretty solid game this week and I think he's a great DFS play. I love it. All right. My next guy. Did you look at the name already? Yeah. Cause he's my guy too. This is our guy together. It's not fair for you to take him. All right. So I have two stats for you listeners since Michelle already snuck a peek um two stats so one quarterback's average performance at 27 completions for 300 passing yards 1.9 passing touchdowns and 0.9 interceptions 0.9 interceptions doesn't sound so bad when you do it per game not too shabby if you really think about it it's pretty bad hang on uh quarterback two is averaging 2.78 or 278, what if it was 2.7 yards per pass? Sam Darnold. Yeah, that would be Sam Darnold. Uh, No, quarterback two is averaging 278 yards, 2.8 touchdowns, and one interception. Do you know who's who? Well, Winston is probably the 300-yard guy. Winston is not. Winston is averaging 278 passing yards, 2.8 touchdowns, and one interception against the Atlanta Falcons who he is very familiar with. Remember, he just left the NFC South. And so who's quarterback one? Drew Brees against the Falcons. Oh, so we're just going against the Falcons here. Yeah. All right. You were That's not very matter. clear about that. That was a disastrous little activity. Hey, we had fun with it. Nobody had fun with that. Um, but the point is, Jameis Winston is better than Drew Brees. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, like, for real, let's look at the fact that, like, Jameis, he's got all of the weapons that he needs in uh, New Orleans. You've got a great coach, a solid defense. He's not going to have to sling the ball around, but look at the fact that he got LASIK surgery. Everybody loves to point to Jameis Winston's inaccuracy. Uh, he did <laughs> he did rank uh, very close to the bottom of accurate pass percentage last season. But guess what? He said he couldn't see, like, street signs. What do you think that does? And a lot of people want to make fun of that, and I totally understand, and I actually think this is a real thing. I mean, we're both, we both wear contacts. Uh, your eyes aren't as bad as mine, but when I take my contacts out, if I'm not wearing my glasses, like... I can't see anything. If I had to go down the street and we were, say, 20 yards apart from each other, like, I probably won't throw an accurate pass to you. I, like, I, I have to probably be able to see. Probably won't? Well, no. Like, if it's just one-on-one, maybe I can still no, see No, you would not. Yeah, no. And then, you like, put together all of the guys out there. Who knows if you can see the uniforms correctly. And then add in any weather elements to any game. Like, it just seems silly to me that, A, he waited this long. Why wasn't he wearing some sort of glasses during games? I don't really understand it. And maybe he maybe he was wearing contacts or, or something else. But he else. wasn't. Because he like, couldn't that's see. Crazy. It is wild to me. Like, and he I couldn't do think, see game clock. That's I crazy. I do think this matters. Like, I, I think it matters, matters a ton, especially for a guy who's got... He's got a good arm. It's just not an accurate arm. Guys, he was the quarterback three last year in fantasy points per game throughout the entire season. 
over an entire season. He was the quarterback three last year, 2019. He is a good fantasy quarterback. I'm not even I, like I think he's a good quarterback, but he's a good fantasy quarterback. He gets a, rid of those interceptions. He's going to be a starter again next year, but that's besides the point. He gets the Atlanta Falcons this week. The and point is the, if they're you... giving up the most points to the quarterback position. I am playing Winston wherever I don't have an elite quarterback. Like, obviously, you're playing your Russell Wilsons, you're playing your Kyler Murrays, you're playing your. I still would stick with Aaron Rodgers and obviously Patrick Mahomes. But he's a high upside play. Yeah, very high. I think I have him ranked top eight this week. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended higher than that. I love it. Let's talk about some do not plays. I told Dwight that there is honor in losing, which, as we all know, is completely ridiculous. There is no honor in losing. And you will lose if you play these guys. Well, now you set me up in a way that I don't know if you're going to lose if you play this first guy. But I'm nervous that people are going to get excited to play him due to the matchup. And I don't think you should rush to start him. And that's Mike Davis. Uh, You know, CMC is out. They get to play the Detroit Lions, giving up the most points to the running back position. It seems like Mike Davis is a good start this week. And I just don't think he is. Now... Would you care to elaborate? Yes, I would. I know he started hot, right? And a lot of it was all of those targets he was seeing and the touchdowns that he, he kept scoring. He scored so many touchdowns when CMC first uh, was out with the, the first injury. But the last five weeks, it's gone 10 points, 6 points, 8 points, 6 points, 6 points. That's half PPR. He's not really doing anything. His workload is going way down. He only had seven carries last week, and I know it was a blowout with the Bucks. but I mean, even in Atlanta before CMC came back, 13 carries the game before that against the Saints, seven carries. Like, his workload's just not there anymore. He is still seeing targets, but not close to the targets that he was getting when CMC first left. Like, he was getting 8, 9, 6, 10. Now he's getting 3, 5, 2, 6, 5. It's not the worst, but he's not doing anything with them. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week six. He's going to need a touchdown this week against the Lions to even give you a decent fantasy day. Let's say he scores a touchdown on his normal six points. That will give you 12 half PPR points. That's fine. That's good. And he can get in against Detroit. I just don't want to have to rely on that touchdown. He's just not someone I think you have to rush to start. If you absolutely need somebody, of course, play him. It's a fine matchup. I'm just not excited to do it. I think that's fair. Um, the last last do not start. We're literally avoiding the running backs in an entire game. Yeah. Do not play these running backs. So this counts as four, five? This counts as five. Do okay. not start. Yes. Um, so we are avoiding all running backs within the Rams-Tampa Bay matchup. We're a little concerned to say the least. First of all, you have obviously the worries of you don't know which one of these guys is going to see the touches. It's it's literally a carousel. Um, you know, you might be really excited about Ronald Jones after that 98-yard touchdown. Fantastic. Congratulations. Um 
He looks good, right? Yeah. Ronald Jones looks really good on the ground. We've, I've already done my apology on a podcast before. But outside before. of that one play, that's what I'm saying. He that's, wouldn't have done much. That's and he still would have put up 90 rushing yards. But that one play, that 98 yard touchdown, without that one play, which I'm never going to take a play away from someone, it still counts. It still counts as your fantasy points. But he would have scored seven total fantasy points in half PPR leagues because of that fumble. Uh, w- without that one super long touchdown that you can never think is going to happen again because, you know, only what a handful of guys have done it in NFL history. Uh, it was just a broken down play. It was a good play. You know, he broke a tackle. They get through that first line. Ronald Jones looks good. Like, I'm not going to hate on That's them for that. Fine. But he doesn't, you know, he can't catch a ball. So I think Tom Brady is going to stop targeting him because he did after he fumbled again after a reception. Tom Brady wouldn't throw to him anymore. They still played Fournette way too much. Fournette looks terrible. He looks so, so bad. Like, if you compare Fournette on the ground to Ronald Jones on the ground, Ronald Jones is 10 times the running back that Fournette is. But I think it goes to show you that that's just sort of where they are in their trust level. Yeah, with so they're Ronald going Jones. back and forth, and the Rams are so good against the run. That's the issue. Both the Rams and the Bucks are not giving up very much at all to the running back position, especially in fantasy. I don't want to play any running back from either of these two teams because then you look at the Rams – I mean, we were worried about a two-headed monster before the bye. Now we get a three-headed monster because Cam Akers got 10 carries last week. Did nothing with him. 38 rushing yards. Didn't have a target. So he ended with 38 rushing yards, 3.8 fantasy points. Malcolm Brown was the most efficient. Only six carries, 33 yards, 5.5 yards per carry. Henderson averaged four yards per carry on seven attempts. Luckily, Malcolm, well, not luckily for us fantasy players, Malcolm Brown got the two touchdowns. If you played him, you're happy, but not a lot of people are playing Malcolm Brown. I just realized what the Rams' backfield is. What? The Rams' backfield is Fluffy the three-headed dog. It's a dog. You love dogs. You love the Rams' offense. You love Sean McVay's system. But know. guess Do what? We love, I'm starting not to love Sean McVay's system. I mean, come on. Every other offense can dominate the Seahawks secondary, and every other quarterback can, but this mastermind offensive coach can't get his quarterback to even throw one passing touchdown? I mean, I know they won, but they oh, scored like 20 okay. points. Like, okay. every other team is dominating, scoring Do 40 points against them. Do not my fluffy comparison. I don't know. Since Sean McVay's first couple of years, he's not really doing anything to he's impress me. He's got a me. Super Bowl hangover. I think he's destroying his offense by going with these three running backs. I mean, I do think we've seen Daryl Henderson is by far the most talented one in this group, and we haven't seen much from Akers, so it's not completely fair to him. I just think it's hard for any of these rookies to get into Do you know that Henderson is uh, leading the entire Rams offense, not just the running back groups and scrimmage yards? No. And that's not a good... I mean, he does have like 700 yards, but like if... If that's the guy that's leading in scrimmage yards and you barely ever give him the stupid ball because every time he does something good, you take him out. All right. I feel like we hit a nerve here. Maybe you should play him. He did score a touchdown last week. Uh, but Saved his dead. I, I think out of these five running backs that we're talking about, Henderson is the most uh, talented. I have him everywhere. I'm sitting him on my bench. He just if you, you, had you can't to play. trust McVay. If I have to play one of these five, I'm playing Ronald Jones. I do think he's the second most talented running back out of this group as an actual rusher. Uh, I would think 
Bruce Arians had to see the tape where Fournette just doesn't even look on the same level as him. Fournette's still going to get his snaps because Ronald Jones is still struggling as a receiver, as a pass blocker. Uh, so, But I think Ronald Jones would be that goal line back, and he's a good rusher, so I would play him, I guess. But I don't want to play any of these five. Yeah, you sound very upset that I'm making you play one of these. Yeah, I'm not playing any of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, but that's why they're in the do not play section. That is why they're in the do not play section. Everybody, thank you for joining us on today's Ball Blast podcast. Oof, that's a heated Oof. way to end. Like, I feel stressed now. I know. I, well, now we're going to go stress watch. Sean McVeigh is annoying the crap out of me. Play your talented oh, players. Oh, my goodness. Target, Cooper Guys, Cup, and Robert Woods. You get to shut off this podcast. I get to go listen to it for <laughs> for the rest of the night. No, I'm going to go complain about uh, whatever happens in this game tonight. Yep. Um, everybody, enjoy Thursday Night Football, uh, which you have already enjoyed at this point. <laughs> Uh, But good luck in week 11. Please send us your questions and be sure to check out our rankings over at ballblastfootball.com. Check out all the amazing content. We, our writers are just busting their little bunny tails. Bunny Uh, tails. Bunny tails all the time trying to get you guys the best advice in the entire world. So uh, please be sure to check us out there and, you know, say hi to us next week. Good luck, everybody. Bye. Bye, y'all.